beer and kick it back. It's the Laid Back and Lazy Podcast. This, ladies and gentlemen, to all of our worldwide viewers, is Mr. Wayne Bryant, esteemed brother to my friend A.J. Bryant. All right. We also have a third Bryant that's also involved in this massive podcast. Yeah, we project. should talk about that. That's a good idea. The third brother, Matt. Matt is our very talented video editor. He is. He's he, been. He, he that's what he does lot. for a living. So he's he's right. very good at it. Yeah. Right. And this this fella here is home from Mississippi. That's right. Yeah. Visiting family and friends. Probably not having a very good time while doing it, I, from what I'm hearing. Oh yeah, right. You, you, when, when I <laughs> too much fun. What's that mean? Yeah, there, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. It's so, like too much money. You've been in, you've been in Mississippi three years. You said, huh? Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your property. How many acres are you on? We're on 17 acres. There you go. Um, yeah, it, it 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 all happened real fast. You know, uh, I was living out in Kansas City for my job, and uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, twins on the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, twins' names are very cool. So tell us tell us their names real quick. Uh, Jackson and Daniel. Huh. That huh. sounds like something else I know. It does. It sounds <laughs> yeah. like a some kind of. World famous whiskey. <laughs> oh, we were we were still in Missouri at that point, actually. Oh, yeah. you know, so. those are cool names, though. Yeah, but anyway, cool. I interrupted you. You said you were hey, in St. Louis, and we were we, yeah, we were out in uh, Kansas City. Uh, the kids were born in uh, they're in NICU, you know, they're preemies, and we had to get a house because we were moving, and uh, we had one house we loved, and it fell through, so we basically bought this house sight unseen. Because our kids were in the hospital, we we're going there every day to see them. And you're kidding me. One day, one day we both had <laughs> a little bit cool. of a head cold, you know, and we were like, we don't want to go in there with you know a bunch of little kids everywhere. So we jumped in the car, drove all the way down, saw the place for the first time, even though we had already signed the paperwork. You know? <laughs> well, so, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as we got there, we were just like, yeah, yeah, this is it. This is yeah. this is what we were looking for. You just so. saw pictures. Yep, pictures of it, of it and the property and all that. Yep, and said so let's do it. Yep, pretty much. I sent my realtor over there, uh, but you know he's uh, towards the end of his career and not very tech savvy. So <laughs> so the videos we got were a little grainy. <laughs> so we had to really go see it for his ourselves. His flip phone you know? did not take the best video. <laughs> so that worked out. It worked it out for you. You love the property. You like the house. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's uh, it's weird down there though because there's no basements. So right. The people there before us had a pottery business, and they're they're making pottery. Eighteen wheeler dock and a and a little really? little barn down there with a half bath in it. So we call that our basement. Really, <laughs> put a pool yeah. table down in there, and yeah. when people come to visit, it's it's uh, got set up with a bed. I've been and there, and it is it is an amazing spot. Um, they've got a guest room in there. Like you could, you could just go hang. You could just, you want to get out. You could just go to his house one day. He's got, he's got the setup down there. It's, it's got a nice. Is that a, a ping pong table in there? It's a pool yeah. table. He's got a pool table with a ping pong setup. You could put on top of it. He's got a little bar in the corner. He's got a bathroom in there, a kitchen, and a bedroom. Wow! In his barn. Then like you go to the other side of the barn. Studio apartment. 
It, it, you could live much. there, yeah. yeah. That's where I'm going when my wife kicks me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so listen, this pottery business must have been pretty big back in the day if they had yeah. an 18-wheeler dock and they had yeah. their own building dedicated it's, to it. It's you, actually bigger. Do you know the name of the – did they leave any old pottery around? And, like, was there a brand on it? It was uh, – I put you on the spot there. They had, they had two brands, actually, because you go to different spots around the property and there's just piles of – broken stuff where it just something didn't work right and the yeah. pottery <laughs> fell apart right and i think t- one time it was called love's pottery love's pottery okay uh i'm not really sure what they call it now i, I yeah. would have to have to look but, but that's uh, cool that's a cool story it is neat huh that's nice 17 acres a lot of fun i imagine oh yeah i heard you have a side by side or something yeah we, we uh we went out and got a polaris ranger uh you know we had talked about it for the longest time and, and drove the kids around down the property with a golf cart and it's just so hilly and <laughs> yeah. dangerous and got to the point where I'm like, you know, we never leave the house. I need a house car. Yeah. So a house we, car. We went out and got a house car. And when you have seventeen it. acres and you're and the you know, the kids' legs only move so fast. <laughs> so yeah, that makes right. sense. They'll right walk the they'll walk the whole property though. Uh we yeah. tried to do it probably three, four times a week. As long as the weather's good. Yeah. They go for a walk. At about noon, and so they, they hit that nap hard. Your, tra- your travel there, your travel there was through Mississippi or Missouri, right? So you grew up here, obviously. We all right. grew up here, right? And then he moves to Missouri, okay? And then he goes to Mississippi. So it probably you probably had a little bit of a transition there for that. But what what's for people that are from Medina County or northeastern Ohio? What is the biggest difference between Mississippi? And here, like, what's is it a cultural thing? Is it land? Is it all the above? Like, what, all the what's above. the biggest thing that you notice? Like, what's the crazy well, part of it? The bang for your buck. I mean, for yeah. one thing, I, I'd have to be a millionaire to get the place I'm at now. I mean, it's just you, you can't get that much property with a house and with barns and outbuildings, right? So there's and, a lot, uh, a lot more land, less people. So yeah. there's a lot more available. Yeah, and, and lot and, 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 and it's larger lots. It's slow. Very People slow are living. That, that's yeah. a true thing. Yeah. The su- that's south a south is, thing for sure. I lived in uh, North Carolina for like 10 years, um, Charlotte. Yeah. Lived in a area called Lake Norman. Lake Norman? Lake Norman. Big, yeah. old, big old lake. If you, if you go south on 77 to Florida, you cut right through the middle of Lake Norman. Yeah, I've, that's, I've done that. That's where I lived. That's where I lived in. Like, the people, people are kind, right? Right. Uh, slower pace of life. People aren't aren't in that big of a hurry, which they're all yeah, they got a laid back and lazy lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's very true. That's very, kind very of where true. I adopted my demeanor was in <laughs> yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Just is it really that important? You need to get somewhere two minutes before by right. what, what honking your horn at somebody. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're going if you're going the speed limit versus going 15 miles over the speed limit, it really doesn't save you that much time. If you really looked at it. It really doesn't. Right. I'm serious. It's true. Like, I mean, five minutes? It's Maybe. True. It's Maybe. True. Yep. I mean, I'm sure it compounds over over miles. You know, if you're going 10, 15 miles faster over 1,000 miles, you're going to notice a difference. But 30 miles down the road or 50 miles, you're not going to notice five minutes. If that. If that. Right. You know, watch right. your GPS. Right. It doesn't change much. You know, yeah. it's an easy way to easy way to, to look at it. The other yeah, thing, it is differently. Go ahead. The other thing about the South is obviously the weather. Oh, it's oh yeah. so hot. It's hot. Oh, right? it's hot, huh? Humid. So, I mean, you've heard 
I mean, everyone says Mississippi rain, right? So, yeah, okay, it's always raining. So, it's not raining, does it rain a lot? Humid. Oh yeah, it does. And when it rains, is it kind of like Florida, where it rains and then it's gone in an hour? Like it, you can't even tell tell that yeah. it rained. Yeah, the 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 soil out there is just so sandy, and uh, we're at a pretty high elevation area where you know there's a lot of runoff and drainage. So yeah, it, if it rains, it's gone. You can't even tell it really did. A day or two later. Yeah. North Carolina is red. Red dirt. Yep. Red dirt road. The clay is red. Red dirt. And it's like I used to tell people when they would ask me about living. Now, I love living in North Carolina. It it, it is. uh, So I lived in a lake community, and it was two hours to the mountains of Asheville or or Grandfather Mountain, which is Boone, Blowing Rock. Then it's like three and a half hours to the coast, to the beach. I mean, it really is a great state. But in the north... In the winter time, we run from heat to heat, right? Okay. Heated car to a heated house to a heated building. Right. In right. the in the south, you're running from air condition to air condition in the summer. <laughs> so so the so the winters here are like their summers there. Yeah. Because you can't you just don't want to be out in that heat all day. They're brutal. They are I mean, brutal. Sweat like you you need a swimming pool if you're going to be outside. Yeah. That that's that's what we do. We have a shed and I'll. I'll be working, doing something, and sweating like a dog. Jump in the pool, change, get back to it. Yeah. Jump in the pool yeah. another hour and a half later. I mean, cool if you want to be outside during the summer, that's yeah. what you, you yeah. have to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We do that here in Ohio, so I can imagine, you know, down in the, the heat of Mississippi, you know, you're gonna, you're definitely gonna catch the. I'm talking about just the pool. Dri- talking about dripping sweat, just walking from. Yeah. Walk out the door and your glasses fog. That's right. Boom. <laughs> Immediately. Boom. <laughs> Fogged. Fog glasses. What's what kind of? Uh, I, I'm not. I've been there and I've hung out, and but I'm not. I don't remember everything as far as animal wise. Talk talk about the animals that you oh, have. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, they're usually like you know a hobby, but also like this idea that maybe I can make a couple bucks. Okay. And then. Uh, they turn into pets. Is that how that yeah. works? And then yeah. you're not making a buck. Yeah. Right. right. So you have what, to, what do you have? What yeah, kind of You just animal? have to expand from there to try and keep <laughs> yeah. going, right? right? So we've we've got this cow that my wife absolutely loves. Her name's Ruth, and she's a Corriente, <laughs> Ruth. which is a... Corriente. It's like a, a Spanish, southern type of cow. They use them a lot in roping in the rodeos and stuff. Really? And we just got her a husband. His name's Norman. <laughs> He's half Corriente and half Zebu, which is uh, a weird-looking cow that's got, like, a, a hump on their back like a camel would. Really? And yep. is the hump just like a camel used for storing moisture and water? Or I would imagine so. I, I, I don't really know. I just think they look pretty cool. It's a Zebu. <laughs> <laughs> so you, said, you said Zebu. I was thinking, man, does a cow have stripes? It's like zebra hybrid? But, Z- but you Zebu. didn't tell the other part of the story. Did you not get that cow was that supposed to be a pet it was not but it showed up in a dog crate and they had already named her so i knew i was screwed from the start <laughs> that was gonna be it was gonna be steak yeah, yeah, yeah. you're done you were gonna you were gonna feed your family with it but that changed quickly right oh look at ruth oh yeah ruth is ruth. so beautiful baby ruth <laughs> baby ruth, ruth. <laughs> baby ruth <laughs> she was too she was brown when we got her and uh really? she looked like a baby ruth and 
Now she's nothing but black. She's black as night. Now, is Norman, is that named after, you know, you ever seen City Slickers? <laughs> so he gave birth to a cow, remember, in it? And it, he named it Norman. <laughs> Look, I made a cow! And it was Norman. That's interesting, because right? everybody always asks us that. But the, the truth of it is, we show up with a trailer at this crazy old farm okay. an hour away to pick them up. And the wife opens the gate, and she goes... Oh, just go back down there where Norman's at. And my wife's like, yep, I'm naming my cow after your husband. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere out there is a guy named Norman. He has Norman. no idea that the cow that you picked up was named after him. Yep, yep. That's, that's funny. That's, that's some of, the, that's some of the, the farmer stuff that you don't realize. <laughs> like, where did that name come from? Well, the guy I picked him up from was named Julius, so I named it Julius. <laughs> What other yeah. animals you got on your, your So uh, we just hatched out about 13 chickens. So uh, obviously I have some roosters with, along with the chickens. So uh, yeah. got some fertilized eggs, threw them in an incubator. 21 days later, they Boom. just start popping out. Yeah. So uh, like Popcorn. Yeah. So we have eight chickens that are full grown and 13 more that we're raising up and probably just keep, keep, go, keep it going, right? You know, and you get a couple extra and go, yeah. on, go on Facebook and... Get rid of them for ten or twenty bucks. Pay for your food. So the interesting thing he's is got a regular farm at his house right now. Well, <laughs> yeah, pretty close. We've to got a farm. bunch of ducks, a bunch of chickens, turkeys. Well, they're coming. 4-H is coming. We're getting turkeys and we're getting some some broilers. And How many raccoons you pick off trying to eat your your chickens? <laughs> About fifteen last year. That's that's crazy. 15 but I've got. Raccoons. I I see. The problem was the chicken coop. I took for granted how, how it was and left some holes in it because the chickens never got out and we never had a problem. But the raccoons last year were so bad, and I think there was more raccoons than there was food, so they started going after chickens. So last year I did two things. The first thing I did was get the trail cam out and start finding them, catching them, and disposing of them. And then the, the you uh, relocated them. You took them to a farm. I did. And I took, released them. Well, I didn't do that because that would be illegal. They so have plenty of room to run. I That's took what them, Dad would I have took said. Them, <laughs> exactly. I took them to exactly. a, a sanctuary that is a private sanctuary uh, for raccoons. So um, anyway, I would trap <laughs> them and go take them to the private sanctuary and and dispose of them uh, and, and make sure that they uh, were were taken care of. So. Um, but then I, I shored up the, uh, the coop, so I had to board up a bunch of things, put some extra wiring, things like that. So not having that big of an issue with raccoons. I'm sure they're still out there. Still, they walk around, you know, but they're not, they're not getting to the chickens anymore, so I don't right. necessarily have to spend my time relocating them. Yeah. <laughs> On a big, beautiful farm a beautiful lots of big pastures and to clouds run. and flowers <laughs> and rainbows it's almost like paradise it's paradise, it's for, paradise raccoons. for raccoons but the, you know when i was down there in mississippi one of the coolest things that he has is he has guineas that's right that we is a very ball. interesting bird explain to explain to sean and the and the listeners what a guinea is opposed to a chicken and how they work so i mean we got them because they look cool uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, some people think they look scary. They're a little weird looking, you know. Uh, yeah. And and people get them for a deterrent, really, you know, to help with the predator animals that are going after your chickens. So 
They're, they're always in a flock. They always run together, and they're always chirping, extremely yeah. loud, and they all look the same. <laughs> it's just the the chirp of their the, – the pitch of their chirp is the only way you can tell if they're male or female. And really? uh, they, you can eat their eggs. They lay eggs that are a lot smaller, and the shell is probably two, three times thicker than a – than a normal than a, chicken, than a chicken egg. egg? Okay. Yeah, they uh, taste similar. I don't know. I've had I've had some old Southern boys talk to me about eating guineas, but I don't think my wife is down for that. The, uh, <laughs> what do the eggs taste like? Just like chicken eggs. Yep. Chicken eggs. Okay. Same same concept. Yep. Okay. Yep. Definitely. And they do not need a coop, so they, they just protect roam. themselves every night. They jump on top of the chicken coop, and they jump from that onto the tree and then from there they just keep going up the branches all the way up they're probably 35 feet up in the air that's by the time they they're in, in protect bed themselves? yep wow. when i went down to visit in the morning woke up and we walked outside he starts showing me the proper the animals and we get in between two buildings and he goes and he looks up so what do you <laughs> i naturally look up and when I look up, he just starts laughing. Because I was like, whoa, there's birds above us. And it looks like there's chickens in trees. Because you know? they almost look like a chicken. I don't even know how to explain it. Pheasant. Pheasant yeah. chicken. chicken kinda, bl- like blend. the size of a chicken, but almost like a pheasant look. It's, it's yeah. very odd I think I know. I, in my mind, I think I know what it looks like. But I'll, here, I'll Google it when we're done. Here's the interesting <laughs> thing. when they, It almost it sounds like they're yelling, danger. Yep. When there when there when there's something going on because they'll be in a flock. We were walking and there there was a flock right by the the lake, the pond that he has. And all of a sudden they all start going nuts and they're like they're like danger 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 danger. Yep. You know and, they, and then you saw them all just kind of like move in a group and then they all just flew, like like ducks. They just what took was off. it? What spooked them? I don't Who know. knows? Could have been a snake. Could have been anything. But they're they're known to eat snakes. They'll kill snakes. Really. They eat a lot of the bugs, your your ticks and stuff you worry about with the dogs. Nice. It's That's great. great. So what yep. you're saying is everybody needs guineas. Yes, exactly. Yeah. A good they don't need a coop. They just need a tree. And you don't yeah. Do you fish in your pond? <laughs> Not yet. I'd love to stock it, but at this point Is there anything I've got there? too many hobbies that I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have time for it. I'd like <laughs> to put some uh, catfish in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah but right now we not, right now we just got a bunch of frogs and snakes in there. So Okay. Water that, moccasin. Uh, I have, haven't seen any of those. Just uh, <laughs> yellow belly water snakes up there. Luckily, really, yeah. in, in North he did Carolina, see a copperhead. Yep. Yeah, there was a copperhead. He sent me a picture of a copperhead. <laughs> Is there a lot of Mississippi deer down there? There are. They're a lot smaller though. Yeah, they're not. They? But I mean, yeah. they. Take them out like hotcakes. They're just ready to free, fill the freezer. You know, I mean, the, a, the limit a, is is pretty high. There's what? a reason people come to the Midwest to hunt. Yeah, yeah they're tail. big. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, well, they're, they're eating. The, even in North Carolina, they're just on well, the small, racks aren't as smaller. big either because yeah. they have so much more brush out in that type of right. okay type of land. Right. So that's how that works. Yep. So they're not eating as much, and there's a lot more stuff to rub on. Is that what it is, or? I guess so. I, yeah. I, in the overtime evolution, or however, however all that works, right? Yeah. Um, but but yeah. On to back to snakes. Yeah. So we were on this big property, and I had just tilled uh, a food plot for the guy, and so the you know just red dirt, right? And we're walking out there with the kids and uh, and our neighbors, which are very good friends of ours, and he just goes snake. 
and we stop cold, right? And Ten feet in front of us is a copperhead that's probably wow. four, wow. five foot long. Holy smokes, man. And he's just cruising along with his big gold eyes. I mean, gold as can be. Really? And he just went right across the trail, right into the woods, and never even cared that we were there. Now, I heard that they're yeah. not very aggressive. He, they are not. He's the dominant. He, he knows. So that's why it doesn't have to be. Nobody's going to mess with me. Right. He's like tiny, the that guy thing will on your kill football everything. team. thing will kill everything but a bullet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily. He's like we, tiny on your football team. Tiny on your football team. Like he knows. He doesn't. He could be the nice guy because he knows he could just squish you. <laughs> yep. So we've seen those. We've seen timber rattlers. Uh, haven't seen one of those alive. Somebody had just killed one or hit it in the road and it was hanging on a fence. Uh, the only venomous snakes we've seen at our actual property at our house have been the water moccasins, mm-hmm. cottonmouths, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I heard those things are aggressive. They're pretty creepy looking, and I, I think they're aggressive if you're if you egg them on, right? Yeah, yeah. But nine times out of ten, when somebody gets bit, it's because they're either messing with a snake or they're trying to kill the snake. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of. My wife follows a, a snake page on Facebook, and we've kind of learned a lot about the venomous snakes since we've been down there and learned how to respect them a little bit more and, right. and what to look out for. But it's still in the back of your head. You're worried about it, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but most of the time, stuff happens because somebody's screwing around with the snake in the first They're place. They're more afraid of you than you are of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know that uh, TV show, Lucky to be Alive? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There, was, there was one where there's a woman grabbing wood from her wood pile. And okay. There, and she just reached down, grabbed a piece of wood, and she got smacked by a rattler. To Wayne's point about learning about snakes, it's almost like you, you probably are very aware of where you're stepping and what yes. you're grabbing. Going in your barn and checking the corners and, and things like that before you let your boys... Run around. Run around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Speaking of your boys, you know you know your boys, the, the arrival of your boys gave me a massive opportunity in life. I became the backup best man. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> at, my right. wedding, yeah. At that's your right. big brother's wedding. <laughs> and in fact, in Missouri, didn't you, not to go off topic here, but another thing that he did, Bobcat, was that Missouri or was that Mississippi? Oh, that was Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. You had a bobcat on your property? My brother-in-law got a bobcat when he was deer hunting, and we pulled the back straps out of that thing, and they were amazing. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you keep the skin of that bobcat? Uh, he's got it in his freezer. Yep. The skin? Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's up here in Ohio. Yep. <laughs> but it looks bobcat like... Bobcat skin. They look just like a giant house cat. Yeah. yeah, a, a lot cooler. more dangerous. Yeah. My buddy, my buddy just brought like bought like ninety acres in southern Ohio for hunting property. Nice. He's got a bobcat on his his land. He said, you know, you, when you hear it scream, it's like a. It sounds it, like yes. It sounds like somebody getting abducted or something. Like it exactly. is scary. Really, it's kind of a if you could you could move this because I know uh, you know we both lived in Nashville for a time and you know being music guys, it's almost like home because. There's so many people that have the same interests. So, like, everybody's a friend there because they're, everybody has the same hobbies. So there's so much to, to share and talk about. But it's still not home. It's not northeastern Ohio. And the one thing that I 
forgot about when I lived in the South and then I moved back, and you could probably appreciate this too, is you really enjoy the seasons because when winter's going on, it gives you time to just get some things done on the inside, do some things that you don't have time to in the summer, whatever. And then right when you're just sick and tired of the winter, it changes in your, your summer. Now you're cutting lawn, you're weed eating, you're, you're having cookouts, you're, you're doing all that stuff, and that's great. And you get, but then you get your fill, and you're like, I, I just want to relax in the house for a little bit. And then weather changes, right. and you're right back to it. Right. So that was the one thing I, I thought I wouldn't miss, but I did miss, and I didn't yeah. realize that until I moved back. Boom. I miss it. That's why I miss home. But yeah. I'm still in the south, and we love it there. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, what they call plantation pine out there, which is they'll just plant pine trees and harvest them after about 30 years. Uh, they, they call it the pine belt down in the south. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's one of the biggest cash crops. So we've got a property next door. It's about 90 acres, and a property down the road that's about 150. And uh, they lease it out for hunting. So uh-huh. since I'm down the road, the guy that leases it out, you know, reached out to me and said, you know, can you take care of it for me? So I go out there and I cut all the trails. I'll till the plots for them. And in, in turn, he lets me use the property. So we, we take, the, take the house car out there and yeah. go tooling around, you know, whether it's, whether it's late at night or in the middle of the day with the kids. So even though you have time. 17 acres on your property, I have access to a couple hundred. So now, yeah. so, so it's just That's like, nutty. You, That's you just fun. in the, in the country, Totally. So you go from a uh, little seven acres in Valley City growing up to flat to f- <laughs> yeah to flat in Missouri, right? Yeah. Because it was just like cornfields out there, right? Yeah. To this hilly, weird, swampy slash hot hot <laughs> slash like seventeen acre wooded lot. That's what happens when you live the laid back and lazy lifestyle. That's right. That you live. All right, yep. Mr. Mr. Wayne, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, yeah thanks thank for you. having me. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. All right. Thank Mr. You. Wayne. Appreciate it. Appreciate Brian. it. Brian.